0: connecting to the real nerds is so easy you can go to our website RealNerdspodcast.com. you can like us on facebook we have a twitter account at RealNerds. we also have instagram you can call us 720-6-nerds-5 you want to email us you can do that too real nerds at gmail.com thanks for listening and enjoy the show my man spider sense is tingling
1: hey look it's man spider
0: How's it going, True Believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics.
1: Oh no, the teal troll
2: is attacking me!
0: My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh no, it's Man Spider! Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics—the whips the competition with great deals on back issues, 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that
3: too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son.
0: Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you.
1: For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoking taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware Stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ.
4: Hi, I'm Jimmy Palmiati, and you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Now pay attention and stop playing with your dick.
1: Welcome to the Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2017. Uh, I am a host, James, and I'm here with Brad. I'm another host. It's just us, man. It is, uh, it is unfortunately
3: <laughs> just us tonight because <laughs> tragedy has struck the Real Nerds family. Uh,
1: I know, yeah. It's really it's really too bad. Uh, if you've been listening for, for many years, uh, one uh, Reggie Downey Jr., uh, Ryan's sad little one-eyed uh, mother a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is uh is not doing real well so ryan's not here right now um but uh hopefully they'll they'll all i mean well reggie won't be okay but hopefully the frost family will be okay in the end and uh, you know it'll, we'll it'll get be all right back to normal yeah yeah and it's <laughs> of course as you were lamenting right before we recorded we had such a great show planned for tonight <laughs> of course this happened yeah, and i'm course. worried that like so much stuff
3: going on i have to go to seattle next week yeah i'm worried that like i'm fl- I'm, a good, I'm gonna be in a plane and am like, what's? Hopefully, nothing happens to me to derail <laughs> next week's show. So now I'm well, worried,
1: Brett. If the plane goes down, we have more to worry about than <laughs> than reading off our Oscar winners. Uh, Look at them. To, Look what I did people. this week. I I blew
3: off other oh, things man. to make these.
1: I know when you posted that picture of the of the envelopes for all the winners, I was like, holy shit! Why are we filming this? Like, we all need to be in tuxedos uh because they look so good
3: you know if we weren't so busy like i was gonna say like we should just do this at the bug like we we have a stage oh that's true we could record Holy a video shit. of us doing the reveals but oh man that would be really good for that yeah no yeah. Way, yeah
1: yeah to get everybody together um but, and part
3: of me was like well maybe james and i could just do the awards like who really cares about <laughs> our dumb little award but there's except for henry and Razak.
2: and <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's some really fun ones in there, and I want to talk about
3: yeah, them. And there's like twenty-one um, of them, so like just the two of us going through each, like it be because we'll have Zach next week, and <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be it'll be, it'll be a,
1: a way better episode. Um, yeah, and you have not seen uh, the inside yet? <laughs> <laughs> and neither will the listeners ever.
3: Uh, the, and you uh, guys also had a, like a great bonus review for everybody. We did.
1: I will at least tease that uh, Ryan and I did as we promised and went and saw Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, but there is no way in hell I can review that movie without Ryan here. Yeah. Uh, um, except to say, holy shit, was that a fun time at the movie? Uh, Don't go see it unless you're me. Um, Ryan just sat there and stared like <laughs> like he was watching children get beaten. Um, it was it was just amazing. Uh, it reminded me of back when we uh, when we all went to see Creature and, and Laura went with us as well. And Laura and I are sitting on the end, and we are. Dying of laughter, having the best time, and I look down at you and Ryan, and you're sitting there just like furious, <laughs> like this. I paid for
3: this shit. Can we just leave right now?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. The, um, but worse, like way the, worse. The links he'll Christian.
3: go to make a, to make his wife happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was a it was a great night. Just so. Laura. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the Laura and I had a, had an amazing time. I genuinely haven't laughed that hard in a theater. I don't know since 21 Jump Street like I I had an amazing time. What about your lady? Uh she she also enjoyed it and at one point You're still together. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh she at one point um like after the movie she was like there was a part where I wanted to lean over and ask you like do you need to leave? <laughs> like you are uncontrollably laughing. I would wait I don't again I don't want to do too much of a review here yeah. but I will say I was looking forward to the sex parts because that was when I could stop <laughs> laughing and just like breathe for a minute and like collect myself. And then when the dialogue and the drama would start again, I I would just start to die. It was just, <laughs> it was so good. Um, so anyway, uh, be sure to look for that next week uh, as well as our, our, um, our Oscar winners. Um, nerdy. Our, our nerdy Yes, yeah. you're right. Um, if you, did, if you didn't notice on the site, we did a, uh, Basically, the 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 we nerds nominated uh, our our favorites for the for most of the traditional categories, um, and then we put up a poll and let people vote for what their their favorites were or what the winners should be.
3: And our original lists individually were very interesting. Um, yes, and I don't know, maybe we'll share that someday. But yeah. together they all formed a pretty decent collection of the was, best of what represented last year especially your nacho the cat like <laughs> i had about seven nominations for best supporting actor uh-huh and there's one i was really hoping to get in but the fact that you nominated nacho nacho the cat took <laughs> away tj miller for <laughs> deadpool
1: oh oh that's a great yep. one. Oh like, my goodness yeah, yeah
3: nacho the cat's just way too much too
2: good yeah
1: <laughs> i was really hoping that nacho was i was short on female supporters yeah you were and so yeah i was and so i was really hoping that nacho the cat was actually a girl And I did research to figure out, like, please tell me this cat is a girl. And it wasn't. I was very very disappointed. Um, The other
3: disappointing thing was, like, you, I nominated John Goodman for Best best Actor.
2: Oh! Because
3: I don't think he's supporting anybody. Like, he's his own... Like, I guess equally on yeah, level footing character that's always is very one, right? Winston.
1: Like, you noticed that I did a funny thing. We're spending a lot of time talking about something you won't learn the winners for next until next week, but hey, this is just why you should come back and listen next week. Yeah. But I spent a lot of time thinking about, um, I ended up nominating Amy Adams for both act, actress and supporting because I put her in as supporting for Nocturnal Animals. Um, that's and why I didn't even notice, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I did, she ended up getting a nomination for for actor and and i think you even put in for both those movies yeah um, it's pretty much everyone else did yeah i but i very specifically was like no the truth is even though she's like on the poster she's not the main character of that movie um and uh anyway i just uh yeah it, it was a very bizarre thing i it it gave me a lot of uh insight I feel like, into how difficult it actually is to choose those nominees and actually how rewarding it is to uh, to be the, per- the 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 person nominated uh, because it is so difficult to, to end up choosing the five. Choosing the winner was like, oh, okay, that's whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even matter <laughs> as much. But choosing the five was the hard part. So, yeah, it was fun. So tune in next week. You'll get to hear a bunch of amazing stuff. Uh, so you can stop listening to this episode because it's just going to be Brad and I talking about uh, some news and well, some there's
3: also like another surprise review that was going to spring on you oh, yeah, th- another bummer for this week, but I feel like I have to do it tonight <laughs> anyway. Cause I'll just completely lose it.
1: Oh great. Yes. Being gone for, I know I'm afraid of that for 50 shades too. Yeah. Uh, 50 shades, not, not 50 shades too, 50 shades darker. Well, as I, well. I think with
3: Ryan, you'll,
1: yeah, we'll bounce that off together. Of you. you guys we'll
3: will up, rekindle we'll up, like, that yeah.
1: remembering every scene one at a time and being like, yo dog, remember that time when that crazy shit happened. <laughs> What was that like?
3: I mean, I guess you two could just go see it again
1: between now and No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Part of the fun is being absolutely shocked by what happens as it happens. So anyway.
3: Also about the nerdies. Whoever voted like multiple times, I could see the IP addresses. Oh, could you? (laughs) I I scrapped those votes. Oh, funny. Yeah.
1: I checked it at one point because I was like, I wonder if you can vote more than once. That's why I went in. And when it let me, I was like, I'm not going to do that. But I could. I could, uh, if I really wanted to make sure, sure that Pee Wee yeah. won for, <laughs> yeah, that's another
3: good like, yeah, <laughs> like I know you put it in as a joke, but I was like, no, I was that's serious I
1: couldn't find anything for makeup, and so when I when I I was just going through every movie, going like, what what movies this year had good makeup? I wasn't going to nominate like, I don't know, X Men because that wasn't great. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, when I saw Pee Wee's Big Holiday, I was like, oh man, he did look really young.
3: Although we don't know if that was like. A little bit CGI too, so Oh yeah, I don't yeah. I don't
1: know. Is makeup CGI? Is Peter Cushing the best makeup of tw- <laughs> Um Yeah, anyway. So uh if this is your first episode of Real Nerds Podcast, we're gonna uh basically every week we go see a movie and and, and as Ryan says we podcast our experience to the world. Uh this week we went and saw Get Out, uh, which is the Jordan Peel written and directed movie uh that is maybe a horror maybe a thriller what is it uh we will discuss uh, it later (laughs) we'll review it at the end of the show talk about whether or not you should see it play the the trailer and then when we really get into the meat of the review there will certainly be spoilers for this one because it's a hard one to talk about without spoiling it um but uh but we'll warn you whether or not you should see it beforehand um yeah and then before that we'll talk about blu-ray releases and movie news lots of movie news this week uh some not as as much fun as as others um yeah and and and, oh and and what we've been watching so yeah we'll just catch up for the week yeah
3: yeah um and uh we'll probably have an art house asshole oh yeah should Should we just do that right now
0: yeah why not i love art house movies you can call me
4: mr Asshole. what's up nerd this henry giving you an update on art house asshole Uh, This week, I watched the film The Club, or El Club. Uh, It's from Pablo Loren from 2015. Uh, If that name sounds familiar to you, it's because uh, one of the films was in the film *Explosion* for uh, 2016. He did No back in, I think, 2013, uh, which is a fantastic film, and he did Jackie recently, as well as Naruto, which is another big film uh, from 2016. Uh, This film was actually kind of a disappointment. I went in with high hopes. Uh, Maybe that was my fault, but... uh, Overall, just very disappointed by. It. I think there's just it's just a very messy made film, and also just frankly, it just there's not a lot going for it. I think I think it's just very a it's not poorly written, but not written well enough for it to be a dialogue only film. But yeah, that's what we watched this week. Uh, overall, I don't think I would recommend it. You can see my full thoughts on the film on realartspodcast dot com. Uh, I think you guys are seeing Get Out this week, which I'm going to try to see as well too. Uh, hope it's good Uh, let me know what you guys think about it thanks bye the club
3: cool all right yeah um so go um, maybe i'll get that in denver
1: (laughs) yeah i know sometimes when he gets the really obscure ones i'm like oh man this is not as easy to find um but you know it's always fun to read through his reviews um so so make sure that you go check those out on the site definitely Uh, yeah, they're always they're always really good, especially when he hates movies. I really <laughs> like when, like you know, even a two star like this one, I still end up being like, all right, that's a that's a good read. You know, it's worth my time.
3: Or uh, the ones where like um, he's so disgusted by it, he just goes off and does a review of something uh, else halfway yes. through, <laughs> and equates it to random things. Yes.
1: Like that's always good. Yeah. No, he's yeah. really great. It's been fantastic having him written for the site. So I
3: saw some Instagram photos. He's uh, he was working on some project in a bathroom. Bathroom scene at school. I'm working on a something. project in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> as soon as we get done with this, man, <laughs> it's nothing but project management in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> anyway, cool. What's next? Uh, let's do uh, let's do some Blu-ray releases. There's some cool stuff this week. DVD releases and Blu-rays. <laughs> Doctor Strange is your big release of the of the week. Yeah, um, I
3: got the Steelbook waiting for me.
1: Oh, is it cool? What's the cover? Is it uh, the is it the like the necklace thingy?
3: Yeah, what's it called? Uh,
1: the Eye of Agamotto. Eye of Agamotto. M1. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I can't tell if because uh, there, there's two versions, but it, the like the 3D Blu-ray one has like a red cover, and then the other oh. one's a green cover. But it's just it's just the slip that usually just peel off. Yeah, and I think the steel books are the same.
1: It's interesting that there's not 4K versions of those starting to come out. You think they're waiting right? into, to like. To start um, doing that stuff.
3: Well, I was, I, I was noticing like all Disney films don't have like, like there yeah. aren't Disney films on 4K yet.
1: Yeah, like there's not, there was no Jungle Book. Yeah. I wonder what they're doing. Or if they're just like, they're waiting to, to re-release them from the vault in two years, all on 4K, once it's like caught on. Um, or the, they're
3: hesitant to like purchase the license for 4K. Yeah, yeah, it could be.
1: Yeah. Uh, Moonlight, if you're currently watching the Oscars, uh then you're probably being told that you should go see moonlight and since it's not really in very many theaters left uh you can get get it on Blu-ray come this Tuesday uh which seems like it's probably perfect timing for that movie uh, I'm as I'm sure it'll it'll definitely clean up a few categories tonight so I mean, it's
3: weird like that movie arrival in manchester by the sea all came out recently yeah you think they'd wait till they could put like one seven academy awards on the box oh yeah but yeah, yeah. i guess they were like no nah, that's not going to help us <laughs> right
1: Wait, when does Arrival, when's the Arrival Blu ray out? it already weeks? come out? No, it's not out yet. I don't think, I think so. Unless it was last week. Last week. Oh, was it last week? Maybe it's just the 4K version? Oh, weird. I don't know. I'm going to have to go look it up now. Because <laughs> I Did wasn't you here not last week. I say last week?
3: I wasn't here last week. So that's why. Go, like, on Digital Bits, like, one week
1: back. Okay. Hold on. Uh, the um, Before Sunrise trilogy is going to be out next week on Criterion. Uh, that's one that I definitely want to pick up. Because uh, that was those 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 movies are are really fantastic. Um, oh no, Nocturnal Animals was last week. Okay, go cool. one more week. Okay, well, I definitely didn't do it two weeks ago. Oh no, yeah, I did. There. What? Why the fuck haven't I bought this movie yet? Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I feel surely like
3: he has this, and no. yeah, there's a Blu-ray and a 4K.
1: I was here the week we talked about it. One are Million you? Years These. Oh yeah, because the Ghost of Mister Chicken.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. Why'd I you feel skip like over? oh yeah, you, went, think, you went straight think to Billy Lynn. No, you no, made that I joke. don't think it was here that week.
1: I don't think it was on Digital Bits that week. Didn't. I would have talked about it.
3: And you haven't been in stores since. <laughs> no,
1: I haven't <laughs> left the house.
3: Wow, <laughs> uh, that's like your favorite movie. I know. <laughs> I <really> <laughs> know. <laughs> Not having
1: I know. I'm. I'm. I only <laughs> learn what's coming out on Blu-ray from this part of the podcast. That's So you never know. Yeah. So anytime the Digital Bits like misses something on a week. I'm I'm never informed. Well, so I got to really, go pick up the arrival. Well,
3: really, you should pre ordered it on Amazon and got it the day it came out. So <sighs> you really dropped the ball.
1: I did. I, I did. Disappointed you. I yeah. I'm gonna take my ball and go home. So the raid collection. So you can get uh, the raid redemption and the raid two uh, is out on Blu-ray. This looks like it's a cool like book edition, uh, but sometimes that's deceiving on uh, the Amazon.
3: Looks like one of those slide in the side. Oh, it might be. Boxes to me.
1: Yeah. Um anyway, uh Hunter Cross Hunter, some kind of anime thing where a dude with some cards, throws cards like Gambit at a map. Uh it might be cool. I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? I do not. Okay, moving along. The uh, One More Time with Feeling, uh which is a Andrew Dominic movie. Don't know what that is contract kill starring steven seagal war has no borders which certainly doesn't have any political undertones at this time of the year uh this is a movie where a terrible photoshop of steven seagal's goatee carries wrong a very large gun that doesn't fit into the picture uh and maybe he shoots somebody
3: like all of his movies now he's like wearing sunglasses and a windbreaker
1: is he hanging out in front of a very large golf ball what what is this he's killing people at the epcot center (laughs) Yep, that's a cut (laughs) center.
2: Go, go look at a giant golf ball. Yeah, go look at the.
1: Steven Seagal runs
3: from a giant golf ball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's like, you know what's cool? Beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. What if it was like that, but with golf balls? Uh, That would be pretty awesome. Uh, there's a Katie Holmes movie called All We Had. No idea what this is, but it's I don't just know.
3: her face. Doesn't tell us
1: much. Yep, she's um, looking off to
3: the side like something's coming.
1: She's not even paying attention to the photographer. <laughs> uh, Tupac Assassin Three: Battle for Compton. Uh, I didn't see Assassin One or Two, so I'm gonna be pretty lost about this one. Um, it doesn't actually say Three on the cover, which is weird. Uh, is it that? No, is it, it Tupac Assassin? Is it saying Tupac is an assassin? Or well, is it a? Amazon 3? text
3: just says Tupac, like the number two, <laughs> and then like pack like Pac Man, <laughs> dash assassination it. three, battle for Compton? It does. <laughs> but the cover art says like Tupac it's, Shakur.
1: I totally read it that way because it's just it's Tupac assassin. Uh, I don't even know what I said. Did I say Tupac or Tupac?
3: You said Tupac, <laughs> okay, but I'm, I'm reading the top and it says Tupac. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like it's a Blu ray Tupac.
1: Were the deaths of Tupac and Biggie casualties of a larger crime? Or are so white. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what this is, um, but maybe it's a series of movie of like documentaries about assassinations. Assassination Three: Battle for oh, Compton. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's like it's about, of assassina-
3: like a series about like Assassination One is probably JFK. Assassination Two is probably about Lincoln, and now sure. Assassination Three is Compton. Why would
1: they do JFK before Lincoln? Hey, it doesn't matter. Uh, the yeah, I I'm confused. I don't know, if you're super into Tupac, uh, go get the Tupac. Uh, I don't know if there's actually two movies in there or not. <laughs> well,
3: There's also that, I saw a trailer for a Tupac movie. By there is. Pick, so. Yeah,
1: with that guy who looks exactly like Tupac. So you can wait for that, too. <laughs> you can. Uh, Arrow is releasing a movie called Pulse this week, uh, which I think is... Is that the Pulse from, like, the early 2000s? I think that this is the Japanese movie that the Kristen Bell movie Pulse is based on. Sounds... Now, we don't have Ryan here to confirm that, uh, but that would be my assumption, because this is a Japanese film, and because the movie Pulse was based on an Asian. Because the Pulse, the Chris and Bell movie, was uh, during that whole fad of like the Ring and Grudge and, the the grudge and yeah, all that, where they were just like pumping out remakes of Asian horror films. So, Ape in 3D! Uh, it's got an asterisk between the AP and the E, so I'm pretty sure that he's actually some kind of undercover, like uh, badass spy. A.P.E. say 3D. there's
3: another like title clarification. Ape 3D, aka APE.
4: <laughs>
1: it's true. Weird. What the hell? See, ape defy the jaws of giant shark. See, jaws is in all caps so that you're reminded that this is a movie after Jaws came out, where a giant monkey fights a giant shark and maybe takes down the Titanic. This might be every great film all wrapped up into one. They were like, "What if King Kong killed the Titanic and the shark from Jaws? Uh, destroy a teeming city, Demolish an ocean liner. Uh, v- vanquish monster reptile. Oh, there's a giant snake in it too. Holy shit. and Batman see Batman hanging from the helicopter? That's probably the shark that, that attacks Batman.
3: and he's got the shark repellent on him. <laughs> and his shark repellent is an ape.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh man. Uh, the gate, uh, which is from that that company, Vestron uh, Vestron 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 video. Um,
3: it doesn't look like a gate. It looks like a hole in the ground.
1: Yeah, but well the but word it, gate. But it spells gate.
3: Oh, gates of hell and the hell's uh, in gr- in the ground. Probably, yeah. yeah.
1: Or maybe it's just a gate. I don't know. Uh, and then I'm pretty sure that this is a uh, a. Uh, Scream Factory. Yes, it is. Uh, dead time stories. See, it's like bedtime stories, but they're dead. Ah, oh, it rhymes. Uh huh. That's great. Um, your most terrifying nightmare's now come to life. You'll pray for dawn. That's the tagline. They they really didn't take very much time on that one. Uh, but as you would expect, there's like a weird werewolf hand holding a book that says "Dead time stories" and there's a knife in it, and maybe some ghostly ghostly. Wisps or something uh, I don't know It doesn't look like much But I'm sure that if Ryan Were here He'd yeah, be if like Yeah Ryan was here He'd
2: explain oh, it no, all Oh no man
1: That was the most important His, uh, Horror film It influenced
3: My dad would take me To Blockbuster everybody. And I'd pull it off the shelf and.
1: <laughs> See when I was a kid <laughs> I would go to the Safeway And we would rent movies And I would always get The same movie Dead Time Stories <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry Ryan um, Yeah Anyway So that is Blu-ray releases For this week Brad what are you want to do next
3: uh looks like you have news up, so let's do news. I do. It's
1: not it's not the most fun place to start.
4: It's real news.
3: This is a fresh one.
1: Yeah. Bill Paxton died today.
2: Complications uh, during, surgery. during surgery. surgery, they
1: say I haven't seen an article that says what? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure they read the headline. Yeah, it was probably Anesthesia
2: yeah or, yeah something or someone else
1: told
3: me maybe blood clot yeah right like yeah. it was
1: probably one of those things that is pretty common these days that he was in for that just didn't go well so yeah. it's really too bad
3: but hey. uh, a lot of the headlines said like game over man which is clever and then i scrolled Terrible. down my facebook feed and everyone did game over Terrible. man game and completely ended that that joke so
1: yeah um we
3: don't need we don't need any more yeah, it's done. <laughs>
1: please, please don't <laughs> use that joke. Um, yeah, it's too bad. Uh, he's obviously fantastic in in uh, in Apollo thirteen Fred, as Fred Hayes. Uh, and I have said many times how much I love frailty, even though I'm not a horror movie guy. Uh, though I am a Matthew McConaughey guy. But <laughs> what? But uh, <laughs> uh, what but say. frailty is fantastic. Um, and he also directed this little movie called uh, The Greatest Game Ever Played. That's like a little golf movie with Shia LaBeouf. That's also really decent. Totally worth checking out. So if you're sad that Bill Paxton died, go watch The Greatest Game Ever Played. Yeah. And
3: and he's in the background of tons of like '80s movies oh, yeah. that you don't even think of. like he's, he's in, in the Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. I Have you just ever said seen Near like Dark? dark?
2: I've never mm. seen it because
1: it looks scary. No, I haven't. That's the one where he's on the cover and he's all like bloody and mangled and has an axe hmm. or something. Okay. Um But anyway, he's still got a, a, a couple more movies coming out. There's, I think the last one is a movie called The Circle that's, in post that's supposed to come out in April or May. Um, that's got Emma Watson in it, I want to say. So we can, we'll all get to see his last performance this year. So really too bad. Um, he was He was pretty fantastic, so. Um, switching gears, pretty starkly, um, Benedict Cumberbatch wants Scott Derrickson to come back for Dr. Strange 2, uh, which, you know, is cool. Uh, not I think surprising. Or, right. Yeah. Like Scott Derrickson did a good job. And as long as his relationship with Marvel is pretty decent, like he's definitely a guy that they should bring back. Cool. Just, I, I only bring it up because anytime Scott Derrickson is in the news, we end up talking about it anyway. Cause he's from, he's from our, our backyard. So, uh, one of these days I would love to get him on the show. So. Uh did you read this this little blurb about Patrick Stewart and Logan and how it was like the third time he saw Logan uh like the the final cut of Logan uh and he was at a he was at a screening and it was over the the way he tells the story the movie ends and he looks over and he's sitting next to Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman is like wiping away a tear and he realized that he had just done the same thing and as they got up on stage he told Hugh Jackman Nah, I'm I'm done. I'm not playing Xavier again. So, now this movie has
3: I mean, I heard I I read a headline <laughs> condensed into just like Yeah, the main point of that, but um It's a
1: really sweet little That's cool. little blurb, yeah.
3: Like, I don't know what else like he has to do with that right. character in the universe like yeah. and then, from what I've heard, it's a great wrap up for him. I know. I'm um, so excited. There's a chance, a small chance that Hugh Jackman might come back for another one anyway, so like if he gets to do a Deadpool crossover, maybe if it's really good, he might do it.
1: <laughs> like if there was, it, it, like if it was a cameo, yeah, like a real cl- crossover where he's in the movie the whole time, or if it's just like a, I he's can see in the him maybe doing like a cameo. He just does like the middle finger thing again. Yeah, and
3: I don't know if, if it's really good. He might just do the whole thing. Like I don't think he'll come back for like another PG thirteen outing, but it, it has no. to be something like really great.
2: Yeah,
1: he it'd have to be something where he really feels like it's worth it's his right time. for the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they could. They could totally, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, in in Terminator Salvation, like, just CG him in as, like, younger Hugh Jackman. Because <laughs> that's the other thing, is that, unfortunately, as Hugh Jackman gets older, he doesn't look as much like, like young Wolverine. Right. Um, So, unless you're telling an old man Logan story, it's actually kind of hard to get him in there, but... Yeah. I but, can you know, pull it off.
3: Patrick Stewart retiring from the character, like, I'm surprised Makes it didn't sense. get announced along with Hugh Jackman originally, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, I... I re- like... You could tell from the trailers, Xavier's going to die in this movie, so <laughs> um, oh, the surprise man. would be that he doesn't.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. But it, I, I think the only reason I bring it up is because it makes it seem like everything I'm hearing about this movie is so good, and I'm so excited for it. Um, yep. Yeah. I got to go buy my tickets, because I haven't yet, and it's starting to sell out, so... I know. <sighs> it's it's great. I hope
3: the Cinerama Dome in Seattle has plenty of tickets, because oh, that's how I'm going to see it if it works out
2: <laughs> oh
1: that's funny yeah i've never i've never been to seattle is, is the Ciner- cinerama dome relatively famous
3: um i mean any cinerama domes famous but this one it's been renovated recently like it, it feels like an alamo draft house vibe. Oh, cool. um but i've never been to it before so i don't know what oh to okay. expect. that's cool i've never been to any yeah I had a chance in la but didn't get to
1: yeah that's awesome so we'll
3: see i'll report back on the next episode
1: uh so the next thing is only sort of half news, uh just confirmation that for sure uh Matt Reeves is going to direct the next Batman.
3: You know, it's funny as um, last week um our news was he's not going to direct it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so. but it seems like this is is pretty much for sure at this point. Um which is cool. I I really like him and I certainly think that he can do a great job, so uh it's definitely good news on the bad news side. Um Hellboy is officially dead. They will not be making Hellboy three, which I'm only surprised by because they've kept talking about it for so long. Like I didn't ever expect them to make it, but um, well, I mean, they still could.
3: It's just not going to have Guillermo del Toro attached. Like,
1: yeah, it, I feel like if you if you made a Hellboy movie that wasn't Guillermo del Toro, you reboot Hellboy, right? Because at this point, your actors are older. Like the the fan base is not necessarily. Like, so large that you're really getting something out of it, you might as well go make a new Hellboy, but I don't want to see that movie, to be completely honest. Like, the the Guillermo del Toro vision of Hellboy is so amazing, um, especially that first movie, that I just don't, I'm not that interested in it. Um, yeah.
3: I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen. I'm, I'm sure I've seen, I think I've seen parts of each of them yeah but I, i've never sat down like i can't remember if i did or not oh, you know man. it's funny i was i've been doing the listening to our old episodes yeah and there's movies i talk about that i don't remember watching <laughs> but clearly i did because there i am talking about it yeah oh um, well, that's funny from 2012
1: do you have any examples Do you remember any i mean obviously no you
3: don't yeah um <laughs> like i've been burning through episodes yeah. in order to beat the deadline here so um, right I notated them I just, off the top of my head right now. That's funny. With the crazy day I've had.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um Shit, I forgot to talk about Galaxy Fest. Yeah, you should totally you should totally check out at least the first one. I think the second one's cool too, but it's more visually cool. The story is like, is like, okay, there's bad elves or something, I don't know.
3: I remember the Golden but, Army came out the same summer as The Dark Knight? Mm. Um, and people gave the Golden Army high marks, but it got overshadowed by the, the Dark Knight yeah. you know, and Iron Man yeah. business, so
1: yeah, it's um, it's a weirder story, but of course, just because it's Guillermo, like it's visually amazing. I think the Angel of Death in that movie is one of his coolest creature designs. Period. Like, it's so beautiful that like I watched that movie waiting for that sequence to pop up. It feels a lot more like a fantasy film than it even than it does even as a sequel to to Hellboy. It's very bizarre, um, but but awesome. Uh, definitely worth checking out. So. Uh, Joe Carnahan's Uncharted script is apparently uh, very rated R and full of awesome action sequences. Um, I like every piece of news that keeps coming out about Joe Carnahan's Uncharted film. Uh, there was a little bit of a scuttle where it sounded like maybe the like original creators weren't involved, but that got squashed this week where they basically said, like, oh, no, no, like Amy Hennig and uh, Nolan North have both been consulting with, with Joe Carnahan, so there's still hope that the movie is going to be flipping awesome. Um, Speaking of, uh, this wasn't in my original list, but uh, just because I brought up awesome adventure movies, we also got screenshots of uh, Alicia Vikander as the new Laura Croft. And it's also really cool looking. It it looks amazing. And I'm I'm really hopeful that uh, the next like two years we're going to get it would be awesome if this started a resurgence of, like, cool adventure films. I'm sure what will actually happen is they'll make a great Uncharted movie and no one will go see it. <laughs> and they'll make a great Lara Croft movie and it'll do well, but everybody will be like, well, the next one should have more CG skeleton people in it. And then they'll make a sequel to it that's not anywhere near as good. Um, that's the future of film. Uh, <laughs> so Video game movies do not have
3: a re- good track record lately. Yeah. I can't remember... Has anyone been acclaimed? Like, has any any video game adaptation done well at all? I can't think of one. Like, Mortal Kombat, I guess.
1: Well, it's dated now. In my mind, like the first question is, have any of them been good? And then, have any of the good ones been done well? Right? Because Scott Pilgrim is. Well, no, Scott Pilgrim is is comic book. Sorry, no. Like, I I was thinking of movies. Yeah, yeah. The Resident Evil movies make a shit ton of money.
3: Yeah but they're not critically acclaimed.
1: Barely an adaptation of the games, but yeah. Like there's um, critically
3: acclaimed comic book movies, but there's no like yes. you know, almost given Oscar to yeah. the Super Mario Brothers movie.
1: I I don't even want that. I want an uncharted movie that mm-hmm. is as good and does as well as the first Brendan Fraser mummy. Sure. That's all I want. I think that's fair. Uh, and then I think that you as long as you make sequels that are like the se- the video game sequels where they're character driven instead of being like This time, The Mummy comes back. Like, I think you could keep a franchise going pretty well. You just need a really charismatic lead, and you need to write good character-driven stories, Uh, which I guess is the rule for all movies, now that I think about it. But uh, anyway, whatever. Uh, Moving on, uh, they released the prologue to Alien Covenant. I've never seen somebody do this before, I don't think. I guess like that thing for Darjeeling Limited was similar. Um, what this really feels like, this feels like oh. a deleted scene that they have
3: released as. So it's not like the first ten minutes, like The Dark no. Knight or something. Or?
1: No, I, my understanding is this is a Hotel separate Chevalier. scene. Yes, yeah. that this is like what it really feels like is like a scene that they either filmed impromptu or they wrote for the movie and then cut either as part of the script they cut it or they cut it, you know, just in the edit. Um, but it's basically like, uh, it's interesting. It introduces you to like what the covenant is. Some of the, you get a little feel of some of the characters. Uh, and there's a lot, it's, it's almost too heavy. No, no, not even almost. It is too heavy with homage. Um, and so you kind of see where some things are going. Uh, but it's, it's fun. It's delightful. I really like the characters. I think that part of it is fun. And the, the tone of it is very much, oh man, Hey, what about alien? um which is pretty great. So James uh, Franco's in this movie. I know. I didn't even realize that.
3: I mean, I'm not surprised cuz Danny McBride's in it.
1: Right. So, yeah, in yeah. fact I think I think what they sort of well maybe I shouldn't reveal this. I th- I think it's James Franco's back in the trailer.
3: Oh.
2: Yeah. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Um that, and just once I saw it he was in the movie I was like, "Oh, now that that shot." But there's a lot of characters. Like there's so many people to die.
3: <laughs> so much fodder. If
1: if our if our main heroine is going to be the last person alive, as is my expectation for pretty much all Alien films, um, there's gonna be a lot of murder in this film, like a John Wick level of like body count. Right, just Xenomorph running through nightclubs, <laughs> shooting people in the face. Uh, that's basically the equivalent of what we're gonna get here, uh, which is cool. I don't know. It, it looks pretty good. So, yeah. Um, that's pretty much all the news. I don't know. Did I did I miss anything? No.
3: I, no okay. <laughs> Good. I, I, I'm sure there is. I just yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But I always do stuff during the week and then forget to write it down. Yeah. So. I know.
1: Um. Cool. 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 Uh. This is the stuff we've been watching.
2: So. Uh. Yeah. This is the stuff we've been watching.
1: Brad, what you watch this week?
3: Uh. Not a lot. I've been. So I got those DS nine Blue or not Blu ray DVDs, the complete yeah. series. Yeah. And uh so I went through and watched all the special features. Now I'm going back and watching the T V show itself because it's not I don't have, it's not conformed to standard frame like it was on Netflix. So I can stretch it out with my T V oh. settings. Oh I see what you're saying. Yeah. But that's beside the point. So, well but
1: it's still it's still square you're just stretching it to be widescreen to fill your TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So,
3: which is it's not that it doesn't feel that stretched. Like everyone's sure. just a little bit wider than they normally would <laughs> right. be. Yeah. Yeah, it's not terrible. Uh close enough. Uh, yeah, Cisco's already
1: got a wide head, so.
3: But the not. the the main point of this week is so I watched all the special features and apparently Best Buy had like their own bonus disc with each of the seasons when they came out. Oh. And so there's a bunch of like Specialty documentaries on those discs that explain things I was hoping to learn,
1: like in the with show. The set. Yeah. Oh, oh.
2: You know, like certain character
3: profiles show. or like. Oh, cool. Uh, retrospectives of certain episodes. Yeah. So I'm like clicking through, and uh, you know, I get to season seven, and there's nothing about Esri Dax. You know.
1: Yeah. The, the new, the new Dax.
3: The new Dax. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's no one really talks about like in season six's special features Terry Farrell. Talks about, like, her final leaving episode show, and everything yeah. and uh, the episode halfway through the season where uh, Worf disregards orders to save her and gets in trouble so she doesn't die on the planet. And she's like, I kind of felt like I should have just died on that planet because I was leaving anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but then they gave me another, like, storyline to wrap me up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was hoping to, like, learn more about, like, why she left a season before the end to go, I think, on Becker. She like Probably. she got a role on Becker. Like, I understand, like, preparing to, like, get your next job. Yeah. But, like, there was only one more season to go.
1: Yeah, but she had at least three seasons of show that would only air very late at night for the next ten years. <laughs> um.
3: Um, so, yeah, and then, like, not learning more about, like, uh, the actress who played Esri. Yeah. But it turns out her character profile is on a Best Buy disc that I will never have.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Um, And the odd thing is out of all the the seven sets I did get, season five is a Best Buy one. So I do have one extra disc.
1: Weird. Where did you buy them? Just uh, off of Amazon? Or? Off of eBay.
3: But oh, it, it okay. was like, because the, the whole set comes encased in a like, like its own little case that so has the, yeah, like a shell. The cast on it. Yeah. Sure. It's like a bottom tray, a paper bottom tray. Sure. Okay. Um, and then it was. Yeah, sor- so they like, it made you feel craft. like, well, these
1: all were were the same.
3: Yeah, this is all a complete set. Um
1: but one of them is one of these things. Is but not it like feels the other.
3: like they made a complete set out of all of these sets they didn't sell at stores, mm. and they're a mishmash of like Targets and Best Buys and oh. that got returned. Um, and one of them, yeah, has a Best Buy that disc. Sounds and right. I'm just like, oh man! I <laughs> and the, I think the new one that's Maybe coming yeah, out, it. that's in the clamshell. Yeah, I think it still is missing all the Best Buy. So so anyway, I'm just like. Uh, there's stuff I want to know about the show that I'm not going to get to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe someone uploaded it to YouTube. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to click. There's, like, a lot of Easter egg spots on the menus. Yeah. That, like, reveal. And then, like, Benjamin Sisko, like, gets a double dip profile on season seven. He's in season one. Yeah. And they do him again in season two. And also Jake Sisko. I'm just like, that was room for, like, other characters that could have. Like, yeah. there's no cut. Uh, oh. profile and anything but there's a Vash profile in season 1. Do you remember Vash? Vash?
1: No, I don't remember Vash.
3: In in she was in Next Gen and when Picard went to Risa for a vacation and then the Ferengi and then the people from the future come to like find this they're from the future and Vash is like trying to steal this secret artifact on Risa. Huh. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Anyway, like,
3: she's like a character in one episode of the series, and she even has a profile, oh so, weird, yeah, huh,
1: so are you watching through the entire show again, or or did you just watch through all the um, I did the special
3: features, features, and then i I've when that was done, I was like, you know, I have a ton of work I have to do, so the background noises the show again,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. for sure,
3: um, I should watch
1: the, oh yeah, that lady, yeah, okay, yeah, uh-huh,
3: oh, yeah, cues in her episode,
1: yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Because uh, a few years ago, I watched back through that show. So I kind of remember her. Actually, there might be a Ducal Ducat profile, or
3: I may be thinking of, like, one of the retrospectives where he's just talking about an episode.
1: Yeah.
3: Mark Lime was on there. It's just there's no, like...
1: Yeah. There's not, like, a here's 20 minutes about just Ducal Ducat and how cool yeah. he is, and he's such a bastard. <laughs>
2: you
1: know? Yeah. Um, it's one of the highlights of that show. Well, he's Jane. also...
3: He's a villain you love to hate. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, just well-cast and well-written. Yeah. Yeah. It's Although like, his finale is pretty it, ridiculous. The, the My my general rule for, for Deep Space Nine of, like, if if an episode starts with the face of a Bajoran, you should skip the episode. <laughs> the opposite is true for an episode that starts with Goldicott. You should just be like, oh, okay, make sure you pay attention because this one's going to be good. Um, yeah. yeah. Actually, another
3: thing is, like, watching the first season, like, there's lines that I missed, like... Um, yeah, you know, I kind of don't like Bajorans as much. No. Because, like, they're always, like, uh, you know, you always pitied them because the Cardassians uh, oppressed them for so many years. But
1: they're so whiny.
3: But then I, I didn't notice, like, this is the first time I heard Kira out of the line, like, if the Cardassians weren't there, the Bajorans would just be fighting each other because there's all these, like, Bajoran factions that hate each other. Yeah. So it's like, wow, you guys kind of, yeah, you're much a bunch of little whiny yeah yeah like you just got freed from oppression and then you're gonna go back and fight each other like (sighs) right maybe cardassians were good for you like keeping in (laughs) line like
1: wow wow yeah yeah no but no i agree i i just generally find those episodes to be the most boring because it is it's a lot of like weird infighting or like kind of ethereal conversations about this weird religion that I just don't find very interesting. The prophets and the... Yeah, all that stuff that that always feels convenient more than it feels interesting. Yeah. Um, But... And actually,
3: there are some really relevant episodes uh, in the last disc I watched because there's one um, where the the second Kai... I forget her name. uh, The one Bajoran Kai who... It's pretty much like the villainous one throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Chief O'Brien's wife starts a, an, a school at Deep Space Nine, and then that Kai wants to, all the Bajorans that attend the school to have to be taught Bajoran religion. Yeah. And O'Brien's wife is like, no, nah, we're going to like not specify which religion you should focus on. Like, That's just going to be like, yeah, uh, neutral ground in the classroom um, and obviously the Kai pushes like well you know my students aren't going to attend unless you teach Bajoran religion in your class so like that's a very prescient yeah uh, from 1993 <laughs> I was say. still a problem today yeah um, what was the that's other one it's a cool one?
2: show it's a really yeah, cool show yeah growing up
3: I was like it was always like the redhead stepchild of the it's interesting series. yeah I, I remember
1: like really enjoying it early on and then f- kind of falling off in the middle seasons when when everybody else loved it. Like I fell out of love with it. I mean, I was probably like, I don't know, I was 8 or 9 when it was airing. So like a lot of the politics stuff just was over my head and I so yeah. I didn't care much for it. So like especially when the war and all that stuff was going on, I actually wasn't really watching it then. And so when I went back and rewatched it, I, it was it was actually really fun because I was like, "Oh man, this show was great." Like this is all like, half of the show is the stuff about Battlestar Galactica that I liked, and it never becomes the stuff about Battle, Battlestar Galactica that I hate, so this is pretty cool. Uh, but it also has Bajorans, and that's not good. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's a great show. It's not my favorite Star Trek, I don't think, um, but it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. You know?
3: It's getting up there for me. Like, yeah. it's becoming equally on footing with Next Generation for me. That's cool. Um there's something that wasn't I watched that I wanted to talk about. Was, I did this week. That was really cool, but I can't remember now. Why don't I write these things down? Anyway, the uh, surprise review that I was gonna I was gonna do. Yes, a drop on you guys is I saw a cure for wellness.
1: Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Should I go see a cure for wellness? I mean, I, I'm probably gonna go anyway because I'm. I'm very it's a curious. pretty movie,
3: um, and I really like Gore
1: Verbinski's The Mexican. Should I go see? <laughs>
3: I don't know. I've never seen the Mexican. Oh, um, really?
1: Oh, you should it's It's a... It's a uh, so, the Care for Wellness movie. is
3: visually pretty stunning. Um, but a lot of the criticisms, criticisms I heard before I went into it was that it's really confusing. And so, for about an hour of the movie, I'm sitting there following along, wondering why people think this is confusing at all, and then, like, at the hour mark, it does get really confusing. <laughs> Like it just takes, um, it takes a left turn and you're yeah, like,
1: and you don't go with it. Like you can
3: tell from the trailers that probably people shouldn't drink the water because yeah, it probably has hallucinogenic properties. Yeah, so like right away, like a lot of stuff is telegraphed up to that, sure, uh, and verifies that. And then all of a sudden, like I don't want to spoil it because again, it's a, it's a sure. it's a mystery movie. Like the whole movie is just like trying to solve what the hell's going on. And then it gets so, like, mainstream by the end. Um, And the main character, Dane DeHaan, like, he starts out as a shitty character. Like, he's uh, not a dude you want to like. Yeah. But he's the guy we have to follow all the time through this movie. Um, And the end is kind of redemptive, but it doesn't feel earned. Sure. Um. And you don't think he's changed, really. Sure. Um, and, it has a, and the last shot is, I don't know, I feel really comical and all, almost kind of suggests that the villain, like, given the rules of this universe yeah. that he's in, um, I don't know if his character might actually be possessed by the villain at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, so it's, so it's, you, you don't really know what happened. I don't
3: know what to make of this movie. I mean, I have an idea of what happened, but... I certainly
1: um, wouldn't say you're confident.
3: Yeah. There's just so many like bizarre red herrings. Um, and yeah, I, it's hard to talk about without spoiling it. Cause like, again, it's a mystery if I tell you how it ends and there's like really no surprise at all at the end. Yeah. Um, and it, it's also filled with things I feel like I've seen before, but I don't know where to place them in movies. Mm. Um, like, yeah, I shouldn't say that one. <laughs> it, it's treated like a big reveal in the movie, but at the same time, like
1: it's one of those things that you feel. It's kind of like, seen this um, before, but oh, man, what was the what was the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Martin Scorsese movie that's not going to help you? Uh, the Departed. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Named seven films. Yeah. Uh, the one where he is in a like an asylum. Um, Shutter, Shutter Island. Island. Yeah. Like I remember feeling that way about Shutter Island, where the whole time I'm like, oh, I know what's happening, and then it happens, and I was like. Yeah, I I know. Um, Does it feel like that when you say it gets mainstream? Uh, Or like telegraphed? Like big
3: spectacle finale, CGI finale. Oh, weird. Yeah.
1: Okay. Huh. Um, So I think what you're saying is I should go see Lion this week and wait and rent A Cure for Wellness.
3: Yeah, although there is like, I don't know, sound design has a lot to do with this, but there are some pretty freaky moments in it. Sure. Um, especially one involving, like, if you don't like going to the dentist, you're not gonna like this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a pretty, gra- kind of graphic. Um, but then there's a weird cut. that's like, how did he escape? Like,
1: better or worse than uh, Castaway?
3: Remember the two
1: oh, scene in Castaway, which I always find it's, pretty. It's rough.
3: again because the sound design. It's not yes, graphic. It's the sound that makes yeah, that scene so bad. In the editing. Yes. Um. It's like. You could hear people in the audience just being like, oh, fuck. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll rent it and turn the the sound down.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They drill his tooth and, oh, fuck. Oh, man. Yeah. And then the weird thing is, at the end, given, like, there's, like, (laughs) a plot of incest in the movie, uh, the audience cheered at the end. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's bizarre. Uh, Yeah, like... It's weird. It's weird that, as confusing as it is, the I, audience they weren't clapping reacted. for
3: that specifically, but just like, I got really uncomfortable with where the plot went at the end. Yes, and that, what they were showing me on screen. Yes, I was like, you know, even if I like the movie, I don't know if it'd be like, you know, Star Wars cheer at the end. Yeah, um, that's
1: weird. It's weird that the audience was into it that much, considering yeah. what you're saying.
3: And also, I saw it like early in the morning, so I thought I thought I was gonna be like the only person in there. Yeah, and granted, it was theater one, so oh sure, so there's it's not a, small a lot th- of seats, yeah, right? But still, it was packed. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. So that's weird. Yeah. Huh. It felt like maybe there's an like a company outing, and that's <laughs> why they were like, all...
1: "Hey guys, let's all go see a cure for wellness." Yeah. I hear it's confusing. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, I I'm I only wanted to see it because of Gore Verbinski, so maybe I will I will simply rent it and and go see Lion this week yeah. instead because I hear Although, really good things about cause it.
3: Because the sound design, you might want to be
1: in a theater for it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I, I don't know. Like sound design doesn't make or break a movie. It is for me. It makes right? it scarier. Like yes, but but if from what you're saying, I don't think that it being scary is like is the is the point, uh, or, yeah. or, or is going to make again. Is going to make or break that movie for me. Um, so I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll think about it. If I, if I, I don't know, you you make me very curious. Like I, I really want to go because I want to know what the deal is.
3: I may just be setting you up to like, I need someone else to see it. So <laughs> I can, okay. I can, I can fall pass. for it.
1: I can fall for that trap.
3: Cause I left and like, I ran into Kendall, like in the lobby yeah. and she's like, you know, what movie did you, did you see? And I was like, the Cure for Wellness. And she hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't know how to, how I don't, to I just relate don't this to you. Like, yeah. it, just, it was so weird yes. to me. I um,
1: I have one like that myself this week.
3: Um, it might be both of us. <laughs> um, cool. Anything else? I wish it there was that other thing. if you think of it? I mean, I forgot to talk. Real- I went to ga- I went to Galaxy Fest this morning.
1: Oh, cool! Uh, what was that?
3: Was my made my day so chaotic? I had to yeah. go to Colorado Springs yeah. and back. Um, it's the first time I've cosplayed to a con. Yeah. Like usually we're behind the booth. Wait, did you test your your Star I Trek? I tested my Star Trek uniform. Oh, that's cool. There um, we go. And I'm used to being invisible at cons.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: like, not but you, feeling like... your
1: your costume is so cool that everywhere you went, people were like, oh, man.
3: I mean, other people do way cooler things and wear, like, a Starfleet uniform that I bought online. You know, people <laughs> have crafted things themselves. But, you know, I, I, like, fine. right away, like, I walk in and, like, people are f- flashing the Vulcan hand yeah gesture at me. And, um, like, all the booths are like... I know they're trying to, like, get People right. to buy their stuff, but still, like, I don't usually walk down the whole aisle and have everyone like say, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up?
1: And, oh, like, that's fun. there was like more camaraderie because you were cosplaying,
3: yeah. And then, like, that's uh, cool. the Star Trek booths, like, instantly, like, hey, come over here, like, you're one of us. Yeah. Um, and so there was this uh setup for a Star Trek bridge simulator at the con, yeah. Um, I was down there for a filming panel to yeah. like support friends, but uh, in the waiting time, there's there's these guys who have like set up a bunch of their laptop monitors and like they have this collective like they've built a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um granted it's just like um tempered glass tables and sure desktop monitors, but yeah. and a big screen in the front. But it feels like I'm on the bridge and uh we had a six year old captain
1: <laughs>
3: and I think another six year old helmsman. Um <laughs> and like a fifty eight year old uh science officer. That's awesome. Um and I was weapons. So cool. uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like if it goes to Starfest, I think I'll try it again. Yeah. It's an hour long de- like demo. And um, remember when it used to be about like we were a science vessel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is an attack thing. <laughs> of course. Like it is. right right out of space dock, the kids are like, all right, let's go find some Cardassians to kill. I'm <laughs> like, shouldn't we just explore the galaxy and look for yeah. like new races and new <laughs> for, Yeah. No, this is all about let's, just let's killing other ships. Let's find new races
1: and have long conversations about whether or not we can talk to them. Yeah.
3: Um, but no, it was fun. Like, yeah, just that's really cool. Trying to like constantly like, Captain, should we put our shields up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, shields. Uh, yeah, put now. the shields up and then shoot now, everything. N- yeah, now nuke them. Like, <laughs> Captain, we're. I just three times now I told you that we're out of nukes. What else do you want me to do? I think we need to go D- to DS two and uh, restock our weapons complement. Uh, uh, uh And yeah, you could tell like the guy running the whole operation. Like, there's a guy in the back that's kind of like helping yeah. us along. Like. Hey, weapons guy, you actually need to target the ships. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And don't forget, you can divert power from torpedoes if we're running low on stuff. Um, So there's a guy in the back kind of, like, chuckling, you know, Yeah. when I'm, like, trying to explain to the kid. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm um, out of nukes. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm the one, like, wearing the Starfleet uniform. Yeah. So when we did, like, round two, he's like, weapons guy, what starship should we choose for our next mission? And I'm like, constitution class, no galaxy class.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And he, he like
3: gave a smile, like he knows what's up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very cool. Because these are all war missions. Yeah. So, Very yeah. cool. Awesome. I wish I'd found the Enterprise E though. I can. Yeah. I think that's still Galaxy class.
1: Um, it's uh, it's I believe it's a, actually an Excelsior class. Is it? Even though because it's the same as the yeah uh, U.S.S. Excelsior. Right. Um, I think I'm sure I'm talking out of my ass, but. I seem to remember seeing that somewhere. Um, But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So hopefully Starfest will be there, too, and I'll try it again. Yeah, that'd
1: be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Sweet. Um, Now, what did you watch? Uh, just a couple of quick things. Uh, I rewatched all of Stranger Things, which I only wanted to bring up to see whether or not Ryan had watched Stranger Things yet. Because <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> I don't with think no. he has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is really too bad. Because uh, watching through it again, I, was, I I basically had some free time, and as I was cleaning the apartment this weekend, I I had it on, and I was like, man, this show is really fucking good. Like,
3: unless Netflix goes to Amazon or Directv, <laughs> I don't think he's going to see it.
1: <laughs> Dude, he's got uh, they they need to put out a Blu-ray of it, um, yeah. and a really nice box set because it's just so damn good that I would want to own it. Um, and I'd like to have like. Special Special features and that kind of stuff for it, too. Oh, right. Like some totally. commentaries and th- things like that, because it's just so good. Uh, I would love to hear the Duffer Brothers talk about it, because um, I've heard a podcast with them on it, um, but I'd love to to, oh. to get some more. Okay, right. uh, Okay, good. Uh, do you want to go now?
3: We go probably now. should before I forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of podcasts, sure. um, there was a new episode of Doug, Lo- Doug Loves Movies this week. Oh, okay. Um, and it might be, like, one of the best episodes ever. <sighs> yeah. Because... He, his guests are promoting a movie it's called cat fight okay and it stars um sounds like
1: a movie you made <laughs> thank you <laughs>
3: um hopefully you think i'm uh, a nicer person than what happened so anyway know. um it's i oh the director's name is owner Tuchel, and apparently he was on a previous episode of doug loves movies that okay. i don't remember sure. hearing but that guy got kicked off the show because he couldn't I, he was either talking too much or he was super drunk. Okay. So Doug booted him and he just was like, Okay, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, and then he continued on with the show. But in good faith, Doug invited him back for this episode. And so it's him, Anne Haysh, and Sandra O. Oh, okay. Two actresses. Yeah. Um, and right out of the gate, Ann Haysh is like trying to do she's trying to perform. Okay. Uh, trying to engage the audience. And if you've never listened to Doug loves movies before, I haven't comedian, Doug Benson just invites either comedians from the area who were mm-hmm. in town at the time. He's doing a comedy show about like, he'll ask the guests what movies have you seen recently. Um, and then they'll play some movie based games. And then the audience member representing that the guests are representing will win like a prize bag. Sure. And all the comedians like bring a prize sure. in the bag. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Anne Hage comes out, and she's like, apparently, she hasn't been told what the show is, what the format is. (laughs) Sure. So she thinks it's like, I've been hired. Well, no one gets paid. It's just volunteer. Right. But she thinks she has to, like, engage the audience, put on a show. Um, And then she gets so obnoxious and, like, disruptive that... uh, Doug, like, calls her out on it. He's like, you don't have to do the show for me. Like, I've been doing this for 10 years. All you have to do is just sit down and answer the questions in turn. Like, she and the director interrupt everyone so much oh. with, like, and Anne has, like, this insulting way of, like, responding to things because she's trying to play this character, huh? like, this personality. Yeah. But her responses are sort of insulting, and then, like, Doug's had enough of it. So, um, eventually, he, like, someone makes a joke about, like, offering her 20 bucks and she'll leave and he gets out a $20 bill and asks her to leave and then the director's like i can't believe you're doing this again like you're a dick and then like like there's a cussing match and then finally like doug boots him off and he leaves then it's just Hayes, and she's like you know what did i do wrong what's the problem and doug's like well clearly your publicist did a shit job of telling you like what we're supposed to be doing here um (laughs) And then, like, she has some sarcastic remarks and, like, what, as soon as you think, like, they finally smooth things over and she's yeah. going to behave, yeah. like, um, he engages her again and she, you know, uh, he explains, like, what the thing is and mm-hmm. then she says something like, um, "Oh, is he, 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 he says, like, you're just uh, supposed to just tell us in the audience, like, what you're up to lately and then she says something like, Cause that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, all of a sudden there's a silence and then the audience is like applauding and you kind of surmise that she just got up and left. Yeah. Uh, so then it's just Doug and Sandra O, oh, and he's like, what happened? Like, do two people from the audience want to come up and like finish the show with me? And it, it, it gets pretty, uh, nice from there, but it's, it's just, a the meltdown is just podcast. so shocking. Yeah. Um,
1: is it at, is it, at, is it at Meltdown?
3: I, I don't think it is, but yeah. I wish it was because they probably, do a lot of episodes at, at Lago, Meltdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That's so, funny. But yeah, I was.
1: Would, it, would you recommend it as a first time listener to that show? Like, should, if I go listen to it, should I listen to a different episode of Douglas Movies first? Because I genuinely never have. Should I start by listening to a different one so that that way when everything melts down, I at least know like, oh yeah, you guys are doing it wrong.
3: I mean, sure, but also listen to another one so you know what like a normal show sounds no, like. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. should I
1: should I listen to a regular show so that that way when this one melts down, I'm like, oh, this is normal. Yeah, like <laughs> all they need to do is real simple.
3: Yeah, don't make it the only one you listen to. Is what okay. I have to say. Like, all right, cool. Um, then I'll, I'll at least listen to one if, more and then listen to this. If that's your introduction, like, I'm sorry, because <laughs> it's a fun show and he, yeah. like he said, it's like, I've been doing this for ten years. Like, right. Yeah, I don't think I'm the problem. Um, so cool. But as I was listening to, it, I was like, "These other two just shut up, so that like someone can answer a freaking question, and the show can move on." Yeah. Um. But anyway, like I know it's not like a movie I watched, but no. it was just so fascinating. I, w- I listened to it twice. Yeah. Like
1: similarly, see, like, I will I will point out that this. Have you listened to this week's How How, How did this get made yet? For for X, The Return of Xander Cage.
3: I thought it was last week, but yeah. Well, I, I guess yeah. yes,
1: right? Because it's it's kind of bi-weekly. actually it made me so, want to see it. Thank yeah. you. It's so good. I was,
3: like, I was so If I can excited. find it at Dollar Theater, I will talk to James about
1: oh, it. I don't think it's even there. Like you just have to rent it when it comes out. Yeah. But even that won't be as good like seeing it in a theater with an audience was so enjoyable. And like, yeah, they talk about it the way they talk about a a, a Fast and the Furious movie, right? Yeah. Like or the way that I've always talked about a, a Resident Evil where it's just like, yeah, this is complete dog shit, but it knows it and it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I totally agree. I have to listen that, through it again. That clip
3: at the end though where he's like trying to be interviewed by apparently the most beautiful woman in the oh world my ever gosh, sounds so, so gross. So
1: terrible. Um Vin Diesel might be an awful
3: person. I know. I like I know Ryan rags on him a lot, but I was willing to give him a pass. Oh yeah. But... I was too
1: I, I always was too cuz I was like, well yeah, I think he's just a little bit he's like so typecast at this point that yeah. he can't do anything else. Right. Um but yeah, he might be a cuz I like him in like like Find Me Guilty is a decent film and he does a fine job in it. It's not an amazing movie. No one should run out and see it. But I'm like, okay, like, there was a time where he was trying to spread himself out, and I, I just don't think he's that anymore. Um, now he's like, don't get in a street fight because the street always wins. And then like fucking CG happens. Um, but yeah, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, back to what I've been watching. Yeah. What did you watch? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna skip through a couple of quick things here. Uh, I watched Beware of the Slender Man the hbo show about slender man and the girls who tried to kill a little girl yeah um so i don't think that i enjoyed this as much as like or was inter- as interested in this as much as like Zach was um i think it's it's interesting um and when you find out when you find out that there is a like reason why this is happening um, to this little girl, like, yes, it makes it more interesting. Like, it, it it at least makes you like sympathize with the, um, uh, victim. Well, no, I mean, you always sympathize with the victim. The, when you find out, like, oh, okay, the reason why she thinks that Slender Man is real is because of X, Y, and Z. Um, like, you you kind of go like, oh, okay, so it's this isn't just like, you know, a, a case of this person might be. Shit. I was going to say, this person might be a crazy person. It's not just a a case of, like, this person is, like, you know, a serial killer in the making. Um, Like, there is a sort of sympathetic reason why she would fall for this. Um, Okay, but it it doesn't make – it just makes it a complicated story. And it is – it starts to dig into some issues with, like, you know, how does a generation today interact with the Internet and with myth and a lot of those things. And that's the part that's actually interesting so it's actually kind of unfortunate to me how much time it's it ends up spending on the case. Because I actually find the case less interesting and so so open and shut that it's like, okay, well, yes, there's this question because she has this, you know, medical condition. Um but that to me is like a fifteen minute discussion in a documentary that should otherwise be about the way that these kids were, you know, consuming media and what does that mean like there's this parent who there's this guy who keeps sort of talking about how he's he's not frustrated but concerned about like the fact that his his like fifth grader is getting assigned iPads in school and and that's at least a conversation that's that's never really had in the documentary that to me is more interesting than what than what Sunderman actually like that's what a a documentary about this issue should be about and here it ends up being sort of like, well, is this girl guilty or not? Or, you know, do we sympathize with her more? And I don't know. It's an interesting question, but it's not necessarily as, as awesome as a documentary could be. Um, but worth watching, you know. Um, I, on the other side, uh, I don't know why I keep listening to Zach. Uh, I also, because <laughs> uh, Zach, no Zach. <laughs> Zach got on a tear about uh, the O.J. Simpson documentaries, Um sounded like he really liked the he really liked the one that just won a few minutes ago won the Oscar for best documentary this year Made in um, America Made in America um but also with, then that got him watching the uh People versus Ameri- Yeah, the People versus the uh American Crime Story, Is that what it is? Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, American Crime Story series. Um and so I started watching that. Um and then I stopped watching that because it, it's basically everything I don't like about American horror story and none of the stuff I do. So it's like super stilted dialogue and the performances I don't think are that good. And the way it's shot is like a history channel reenactment show from the nineties itself. And I just, I just genuinely don't, I'm not interested in most of it. Uh, I think the performances are actually kind of terrible, Um, and that might just be because the writing is kind of terrible, Um, which is all things that I'm used to from American Horror Story, but the difference is American Horror Story will be like, but what if there's aliens in this asylum too? Like It goes for such batshit crazy stuff that I'm like, yeah, what the fuck, why not? Um, Whereas in this, it's like, no, 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 this is the serious story of O.J. Simpson, Um, but all of this shit is terrible. Uh, So, I don't know. I I watched the first episode... And I didn't care, even though, like, I'm actually really interested in it because I was too young at the time, so I don't really remember much about it. Um, And so a documentary that really digs into, like, hey, this is what happened, and this is what the culture was like at the time, and that all sounds really fascinating. Um, But I
3: remember being in, I think it was seventh grade something. Yeah. Um, I think it was American History. Sure. Early in the morning, and, like, the teacher... To even do the class, just turned on just the TV. Just turned on and TV like, and we watched it. I'm like, why you are I watching do- this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I wasn't uh, following.
3: I, I'd come home, and of course, my parents were, but I didn't care right. what the news was.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it, but I don't really recommend it. Um, so, anyway. And then the very last thing, I'm going to do something I don't normally do, which is I'm going to review a movie I didn't finish. Um, usually I just wouldn't talk about it at all, but, no, did you just think of another thing?
3: Maybe. Keep going.
1: Okay. Um, usually if I don't finish a movie because it's so bad, like, if anything, it's a footnote, but I have to tell you about this thing. So, uh, I started watching, um, a movie from 2012 directed by Lee Daniels, uh, of the butler and, uh, Precious. He's he's a plane. Yes. Yeah. Uh, called the Paperboy that stars Matthew McConaughey and Nicole Kidman and John Cusack and Zach Efron, and you've never heard of this movie because it's holy shit terrible. Said 2012. Yeah, 2012. Um, which actually no, that would be after Precious, wouldn't it? I don't know. I feel like Precious was when I was still in college, but yeah, this is Precious, also one of those indie think, films that like no, might Precious have, is like
3: 2009.
1: Oh yeah. Um, this this is also one of those indie films that could have been could have been in the can for a couple of years, um, before like it actually got a release. Yeah, two thousand nine for Precious. So this was the movie he did after Precious. Weird, because this thing is just so terrible. Um, so this is <sighs> I don't even totally know how to explain what this movie is um, because. About an hour in, I still didn't know really what the story was. So
3: sorry, I've already forgotten the title.
1: It's called Paperboy. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called The Paperboy.
3: I've seen the poster before.
1: Yes, it's got Zach, uh, it's got Zac Efron's arm on the poster, and then a bunch of heads, but they're all very small. Isn't there a um, car? They're yeah. Well, car. his arm his his arm is stretched over a car. Yeah. And then there's just a bunch of very small heads. Um, and okay, so I'm so trying this, to figure so out. So this where is to not an
3: adaptation me. of the NES game. No, no. Ah, that's the other thing I did. Damn uh, it. If it
1: is, then holy shit. Um so okay, so the story of the paper boy, as best I can figure out, is that a in a like small southern town in like Florida, I think it's in the panhandle of Florida, um in I think the sixties or seventies sixties, late sixties, when, you know, racial tensions are very high in the South. Um a, a police officer, a sheriff is, is murdered, is stabbed to death, maybe by John Cusack. John Cusack is now in jail, uh, and Matthew McConaughey comes home, or comes to his hometown. His younger brother is Zac Efron, and Matthew McConaughey is going to try to defend John Cusack in a very a time-to-kill kind of fashion. Uh, and he has a black partner who's his, like, writing partner. Um, oh, because they're, like, they're like journalists, right? So they're not really lawyers. They're journalists who are going to tell the story of this guy who's maybe wrongfully accused. Uh, and Nicole Kidman is there because she wrote them and told them that he's innocent. But she only thinks that because she's been writing love letters to him in jail. And, like, unlike I, – I don't even want to repeat some of the things that she has said. But anyway um, – so I think that's what's going on, but this movie is so poorly put together that I was genuinely lost for about thirty minutes. I'm still not following Didn't it. Didn't know who was who, who killed who, or what. Didn't know why these people are are there or why they were related to each other. Bas- basically, like Matthew McConaughey and his writing partner are working out of like a their garage, but it's full of desks, and it's and I don't know why they're there or what they're trying to do. Like you know, unlike a you know any other one of these films like a time to kill or or a few good men like there's these scenes where they're supposed to be like doing research to try and figure things out but they seem to just be aimless and they have no real direction for like trying to prove that John Cusack is is innocent and when we meet John Cusack he is absolutely disgusting and seems like a crazy murderer. So I don't know why they think he's innocent. Like it's not, it's not even like a time to kill where they know he did it, but they just feel bad for him anyway. The whole racial plot doesn't even really matter to the story, right? Because John Cusack supposedly killed a white guy, you know, but there's like racial tension in the film, but I don't know why it matters to the story. Um, when they first meet... Okay, here's where it's going to start getting weird. So when they first meet Nicole... Or when they first meet John Cusack, Nicole Kidman's there with him because she's like in love with John Cusack because she's been writing him love letters, right? Um, and he just start He doesn't jerk off in the interview room. He just sort of sits there and she pretends... From like 20 yards away, she pretends like she's blowing him and then he comes in his pants. And that was a scene. And then later... Zac Efron and she, like Zac Efron's like really attracted to her, I guess, even though she's disgusting. And she, he go they're they're in the they're at the beach together, and he runs into the water and he gets attacked by a whole bunch of jellyfish. Like there's just suddenly man of war everywhere, and so he gets stung by jellyfish. Really and he <laughs> runs out of the ocean, <laughs> and this is where it's gonna get crazy. Uh, he runs out of the ocean and like collapses on the beach, and all these girls run over and they're like. They're screaming about how, like, oh my gosh, like, he's been stung. Like, the only, you know, we have to pee on, like, the, the wounds I was about to, say, to like, make is it someone go away. Pee on him? And literally, Nicole Kidman runs over and screams at all these women and is like, hey, get away from him. If anybody's going to pee on him, it's me. And then you watch Nicole Kidman pee on Zach Efron. <laughs> and then it just cuts to a different scene. <laughs> and Zach Efron is back and he's fine. I don't know what the scene where he gets peed on is for. But it happened. Um, And then I think I watched another 15 minutes or so and still didn't have any clue what was going on. And was like, why the fuck am I watching this? Um, It's terrible. I don't know. I can like at least a Fifty Shades of Grey or a Triple X like they're bad. But I know why they're bad because they're assembled properly. So they're telling me a very shitty, stupid story. And they're doing a bad job of it. Where this... I can't even tell why anything is happening. It's just like an assemblage of footage. It's not even a film. Um, I think Macy Gray is in the movie. As like... They're... They're like... Maid. Like they're live-in maid. Um, And she's weird too. Oh, and she's narrating the film. So if... Anytime you get lost, Macy Gray is going to pop up and... Tell you about what's happening, but not tell you enough for any of it to make any damn sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Does
3: so it feel like I, I, Lee Daniels <laughs> said, "I have a bunch of little ideas. Maybe we could make them into a one entire movie. Uh Let's just do it and see what happens." Yeah, I
1: was like, I always yeah. wanted to see Nicole Kidman pee on somebody. So it's so
3: bizarre i have this dream i keep having of like running into the ocean and getting stung by jellyfish and then running out of the beach can we recreate that
1: and and it keeps like i have to get it out of me here's you keep having these scenes where matthew mcconaughey is doing his best to try and pretend like he's in a view or a time to kill like he's trying to spin up like i'm a guy who's really determined to get this guy off for this uh for this crime um but he has no motivation or or direction to do so. Like, he's not asking questions or trying to, like, he never says, as far as I can remember, never says, like, what happened that night or where were you or, like, we never find out why anyone gives a shit about getting this guy, you know, uh, acquitted or whatever. Um, It's insane. It's I'm very curious to finish it because I'm afraid there might be something else. But, like... So you're not done with it. Well, now. I watched the first half a week ago, so I don't know that I'm like, I have the DVD, I could, I could watch the rest of it. I'm holding on to it because I'm like, well, maybe Nicole Kidman pees on somebody else. Like, maybe maybe there's some reason why I should watch the rest of this. It, but Like, I, it
3: all gets explained at the end?
1: Yes! Like, all of a sudden, like, things just line up, and you're like, oh, like... The communists sent those jellyfish to go sting him. I don't even know what it could be because like, I don't even know what questions to ask. I mean, it's genuinely so confusing. I was beside myself with how unfollowable and pointless the film seemed to be. Um, so anyway, I'd, yeah, okay. the paper boy. Don't ever watch it, not ever ever. Maybe go YouTube Nicole Kidman pees on a fool. I don't I don't <laughs> get it. I just don't get it. I was I was hey,
3: not all movies are made for everybody.
1: I'd like to know who it was made for. Yeah. Well I'd it like clearly is made that. for Lee Daniels. If you yeah, if you've seen the Paperboy and think it's great, please explain. I'd Maybe like Henry to Henry know knows. Oh uh, uh, yeah. If oh, anyone yeah. knows it's Henry. Yes. That might be good. Yeah. I need to find out whether or not Henry's <laughs> seen it. And then make Henry watch it so that <laughs> that way maybe I'll understand. <laughs> like,
3: I've quit the podcast. <laughs> Screw you, James. <laughs> I can't believe this you made far. me watch
1: this. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, so that's what I've been watching. Did you yeah. think of something else?
3: Well, kind of. Uh, the one thing I did um, last week that I forgot to talk about is um, there's a arcade called Hyperspace hmm. um, in Lakewood near Casa Bonita. Okay. Um it was hard for me to find even with the uh, Google Maps. It's it's kind of like in a warehouse behind yeah. a bunch of other uh industrial things. Yeah. Uh but it's an awesome arcade. Cool. Um it's twelve dollars all you can play. Cool. Pinball so you don't have to worry about coins and tokens and all that. Yeah. You just pay t- twelve dollars up at the desk. Uh you can do forty five dollars for a month. Yeah. Um they're open till like as late as midnight uh most days. Uh and it's fantastic. Like Wow. A lot of their machines, it sucks. I was listening to an old episode of ours from like 2012 when the Esquire was doing like vintage promos for things, and one of them was the Star Trek arcade game. It's okay. like one of those vector vector arcades, yeah, uh, like the the cabinet and everything, yeah, um, like the Star Wars one is. Um, I remember seeing that commercial, like oh, like it's probably lame, but I still want to play it. And Hyperspace has it, but it's out of commission right now. Um, but yeah, a lot of their machines are like the really early arcade stuff, and they have a room of of of, of a console you can play like Smash Brothers on. Cool. Um, a large variety of like really old pinball machines too. Like I'm used to a lot of flashy lights and sounds, uh, but well, like ones from the '70s are just like it's one level, yep. and there's just the only lights are just the the score. Yep. Um, but they have some great sound effects, which, like, they're really charming. Like, there is a, a space shuttle one that is – I just played to listen to the sounds over over again. Um,
1: <laughs> Did they have any of the ones – I played a really cool one when I was in Anaheim uh, at a little, like, pinball um, museum there that had this cool spinny plate in the middle and so when the ball would hit the middle, it would sling the ball yeah. in different directions. I didn't see um, one
3: there, but I've seen yeah. one like that before. Yeah,
1: yeah, like El Diablo or something like that. It was like a fireball. It was really cool. Yeah,
3: a lot of the older ones are just you know it's, it's one level, mm-hmm. um, and there's the flippers and then a couple bumpers. Yeah, um,
1: like even the idea of multiple. Like, and the gap is huge. Two sets of flippers. Yes. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah.
3: Um, but there was there was a cool one where the backboard is part of the game too. So you'll hit the ball up and it'll Ooh. go into the top. Section what? on a, like an elevator and then drop off, and then you have to like play like kind P- of inverted. Pachinko? Yeah, uh, yeah, like Plinko from, um, yes, Plinko, yeah, Price is Right, yes, um, so that's hard to like readjust your understanding of yeah. gravity, um, so yeah, I awesome, awesome place. It's really dark in there, so <laughs> I wish it was a little brighter, so in the games, but they had a they had the Ninja Turtles arcade game, um, unfortunately. Donate- like halfway through Donatello's attack button got stuck. And uh-huh. then Michelangelo's jump button got, but, jump button got stuck. So, um, <laughs> so like, two were, are the best.
1: You were down two two members.
3: Yeah. I mean, you can play all of them. But some had limited abilities. <laughs> uh, but the fact yeah. that you don't have to, like, load up a card or... Yeah. You can just go in and just play whatever That's as awesome. much as you want. Um, you know, if you- oh, I also did the Terminator 2. It had the two machine guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of the machine guns, the sight was calibrated all wrong. So oh. there's a part in the game, like I've never, you know, given that I didn't have enough coins, like that's a yeah. hard game yeah. to play with quarters. So I got really far in the game up to a point where the t 1000s thousand's in the helicopter chasing the van. Okay. And all you got to do is just sh- hit one bullet on the helicopter to make it go away and come back. <sighs> yeah. Um, But if that helicopter touches the van a little bit at all, the level's over and you got to start from, from scratch again. Yeah. And just like and if
1: your if your guns are not calibrated right,
3: yeah, I have one gun that's calibrated right, and it either comes from the top of the screen down and hits the van, or it comes from the left side of the screen and then across and hits the van. And so you like you have to really fast to like change directions. Yeah, um, like I was so excited about beating this game, and there was no way to do it. Like Aww. I switched to double guns, yeah. but because that one gun's so screwed up. Like I was trying to keep the crosshairs on. The top and the side yeah. at the same time, and there's just there's just no way, man. Oh man! Like maybe the sites were both calibrated correctly, but yeah. I was so disappointed. I hate that. <laughs> but hyperspace cool. on Colfax, very cool. Uh, check it out. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm probably gonna get a monthly pass wow. so I can go in whenever and just play. Yeah, at That's my leisure. Cool. So
1: that sounds like fun. Very good. Cool. Um. So this week we went and saw Get Out. Uh. Brad should people go see get out
3: um i've i've mixed feelings about this movie because while i want to say like i had expectations i also didn't from the trailer um like the the most interesting part of the trailer is missing from the movie um really like the thing that's like oh that might make this movie cool it doesn't end up in the movie um it's definitely, I would say, it's a good movie, but I just don't know if it's fulfilling enough. Uh, it, like, it's not quite it, like it's not terrifying like a horror movie would be no. for me. Um, but it's also not like the deep philosophical, not philosophical, but like it's not a deep exploration of like not deep enough for uh, like a ex- exploration of racism for me. Sure. Like it. There's nothing that really challenged me, like oh yeah, I I know what they're doing and it's happening on screen, type thing. Like I didn't feel like it's balanced. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It, this movie has left me like I don't know how to take it, huh. especially when it's getting like hundred yeah. percent around Tomatoes. I'm just like really no one. Like I feel I I feel like I I miss something because it's not like a hundred percent for me. So interesting. Yeah. Um.
1: I would say that I. Agree with a couple of your points except that I also really loved this movie. You really so, loved it. Okay. Yes. Um so and we can get into like the cuz I do think it's it's doing a lot of things that are obvious but it's also like it's it's dealing with things on an obvious level as far as race is concerned but I think there is a lot of interesting depth here uh especially once it's over. Um, that I've really enjoyed thinking about. And, and I would say it's not really a horror movie. It's really closer to a thriller. The scariest right, that it ever yeah. gets to me is like almost equivalent to a, um, like there's a couple of scenes that are more like a Zodiac style, like just tense than anything else. um, so yeah, no, I I actually would highly recommend it. Um, I don't think it's a horror movie, so don't go into it expecting that. Go in expecting something that's more Stepford Wives, um, but I, I definitely think it's worth checking out. Stepford and
3: Wives is a good, good, good yeah good comparison.
1: I think that the I think the way it deals with race is actually really intelligent because while it's dealing with some stuff superficially, there's some choices that the movie makes, especially near the end, that makes it um. To me feel a lot less preachy and a lot smarter uh, which to me which was really worth thinking about on my end Um, so yeah I I would definitely recommend it so uh, here is the trailer to get out
2: you got your toothbrush do you have your deodorant do you have your cozy clothes got that what
0: do they know I'm black you might wanna you know
3: mom and dad my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend i just don't want you to be shocked that he's
4: a black man <laughs> black. i ain't never seen you like this before bruh meeting families and taking road trips so come back all bougie man come back get your damn pants up to your damn stomach <laughs> <Here they go. laughs>
0: Do you smoke in front of my daughter? I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good actually.
2: Are you ready for this?
0: I'm back in the beat. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb, but it's cool. Bro, how are you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! <laughs> Rose, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Rose, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose!
4: Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Sink. Oh, Mine a terrible thing to waste. A terrible thing to waste.
2: too many white people are getting nervous. <laughs> no.
4: No. No, 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 no. It's a terrible thing to waste.
1: So I'm gonna recommend that we Spoilers. Talk as long as we can okay. without spoiling a couple things. I don't know if I can. Like, <laughs> okay, like um, the only thing
2: I,
3: I I can think of to explain is in spoiler section. So unless sure. you got something. Well, I
1: would it. I would at least say that like I think that the the opening sequence itself is really cool, partially because and mm. I know what. So I I think it's it's ex, it's a good sort of um, way to boil down what I was say what I was saying as far as like. It's really obvious what it's doing, but I think it does it so well that I don't care. So it's a scene where you've got this black guy walking through the suburbs and it's it's not tongue-in-cheek at all. It's actually pretty tense because he is uncomfortable in this place where he is probably the only black guy and when a car even when the car drives by the first time, yes, that car ends up being a dangerous car but your your tense and the way that it builds that tension and makes you feel like like this guy is in a dangerous place, even though that's a place you would usually i mean we are we are both white people um so obviously take a lot of the things we're gonna say with with some grains of salt and and our own personal bias, but you know it's a place where we would normally feel very safe where he is he is afraid and feels very outside um. And I think the movie's very effective at that and so and that but that's it's an obvious thing that's almost something that you could you could turn it into a P, uh, a key and peel sketch right like if you'd made that scene funny it would it would be just it, it would be playing on the exact same ideas but not making it funny like I think it builds that tension really well uh-huh. so that's sort of my point right like it's dealing with a superficial kind of race issue um but to me I think it does that. It does a good job of that.
3: Yeah, I'll, the whole movie, I, I agree. Like, it does all of its scenes build tension really well. Yeah. Like, um, like especially there's even scenes like uh, so the the deer hitting the car is in the yes. trailer, and right. it was still surprising, like shocking uh, when I watched it, knowing it was coming. Right. Um, so even with that, like it it does that really well. Um, but I, I think guess,
1: I think the story that they tie into that deer as well. When you end up finding out like his backstory and why that deer is special to him,
3: I still don't know actually.
1: Oh, really? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about at least that bit because I think now there's a there's a spoiler aspect to the the race that I to the race issues that I think is really good and what what makes this movie not preachy when it could have been, uh, or at least more interesting. Um. But that's totally in the spoiler section. So I don't know. I, I think moving forward, we're gonna have to start spoiling some things so if you want to go see it uh stop listening but um yeah so the 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 deer thing he ends up talking about it when he's sitting when he's sitting on the log with with uh when he's ready to go home Yeah. yeah 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 and and basically you end up hearing like oh yeah like his mom was was hit was killed in a hit and run and laid on the side of the road, and he never called. Like, oh, okay. yeah. So, like, he yeah. sees the deer, and it's his mom. And he's like, oh, yeah. This is how my mom died. Okay. Speaking um, of which,
3: the thing missing from the trailer is like the ghost deer is oh, not in yes. the movie, which
1: was the coolest thing to see. <laughs> it is true. There's yeah. way less like psychological terror than I was expecting. Um, but like now you
3: now you say that like his mom is the deer at the same time. Like the fact that he kills that one guy with the deer head it seems so cheesy to me.
1: Yeah. That's maybe my, <laughs> my least favorite kill. Um, it's funny cause when it, when it turns into a sort of a, a revenge film, like he's almost too badass. Yeah. Like it's like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. Like it's, you he's know, like a Rambo. Yeah. Um, but at the same time you're like, you know, uh, actually sure. like, if these people are awful. The, yeah, A, A, these people are awful. B, he is pretty driven at that point, you know, um, and probably can't overpower them. They even, you know, there's enough lines of dialogue in the movie to say, like, hey, this guy is supposed to be, you know, visibly stronger than everyone else here, and that's, you know, part of why he's there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... I don't know. I'm going to probably bounce Sorry. around talking about Yeah, let's go back this. to the beginning. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when you find out, I, I think the whole section when he gets to the house and, and he starts getting uncomfortable, like you kind of, they do a good job of getting you to the place of, hey, there's something wrong here and he's got to figure it out. Because we all know
2: there's yeah, something the, wrong. That's I think right? that's like, what
3: kind of ruined it for me is thinking like I already know that something's not right with these people from the trailer. Right. So I'm just waiting for the turn the whole time. Right. Like they do (laughs) a good job of being charming and like um, deflective of what's coming. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I know something they're up to something. So like already I'm ahead of the character.
1: But at the same time, I think they, you know, he gets hypnotized like 10 or 15 minutes into being at the house. Uh, Like they, they drop you into no, 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 these people are clearly terrible. It's just a question of what are they actually trying to do, and how is he going to figure it out or, or, or prove it? You know, yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily like this cat and mouse game of like, well, are they? Like, no, no, no. They're they're clearly bad. We don't know who all is bad, and we don't know why. Um, and so I, I enjoy that part of it. Um, the I think a lot of the the so I'll sort of skip right to it. Right. So a lot of the tension draws on, um, him being used to being seen a certain way because he's black and being used to certain dynamics. Right. So when there's a black woman at the house and she doesn't like him, she, he assumes that she's just mad that a black man is dating a white woman. Right. Which is a stereotype and expectation that he's used to. Um, same thing for the, for the other guy. um, like, a lot of that tension, right, like, when he meets the dad and the way that the parents are treating him, like, he just expects that it's because he's black and dating their daughter. Um, and what's really interesting to me is that by the end of the film, what you end up realizing is that none of these people are actually racist. Yeah. Like, that was the their cool part motivation of the movie. Yeah. is has nothing to do with, like, trapping black people and enslaving them, which makes the whole conversation to me not preachy, and way more dynamic because it's almost like if he were white, he wouldn't have ever even felt uncomfortable. They would have just gotten away with it. He's Um, uncomfortable
3: because of his own... Yeah. Like, his own assumptions, his stereotypes of white people.
1: Yeah, like, it's just the the dominoes are all in place just right that he sees the signs when somebody else might not normally. Uh, Like, he's uncomfortable because... He's around a bunch of white people, and that makes him uncomfortable. And in the end, like they—they they don't really care whether he's white or black. Yeah. That has nothing to do with what they're doing and why. And that's such a smart choice from a from a script point of view. Yeah,
3: um, like Stephen Root's character—he meets this, yeah. this blind character, and they just talk about how they both love photography, right? Yeah. And then later you find out that you know, um, like yes, Stephen Root. Wants him, but it's not for anything. But the fact that he just needs a new pair of eyes, right? Like, well, and it's and he wants a good pair of eyes. Yeah, he, like, he wants
1: eyes that can really like appreciate you know, photography because yes. he's an art dealer, right? Um, and it's it's it is it's interesting because you know here you have this scene where these there is these people like bidding on him, and it's it's very you know uncomfortable to watch. Because yeah. you still think it's all about race. And then when you take a step back and you look at what it really is, you're like, oh, no, it's just it's just a thriller, horror, suspense movie. Um, but with this sort of veneer on top of it um, that, to me, is really interesting because it makes you think about the way that at least some black people and maybe the majority of them live their life and see the rest of the world and how uncomfortable they can be in certain situations and why Um and it lets you you sort of sit in that and stew in it in a way that you probably, I mean, that you haven't in a lot of other movies, uh, even when that's what the movie is about. Like here, you end up feeling like the victim in the way that you would in a normal thriller or, or, or horror movie because of the color of his skin. Um, and that, to me, is just really effective in a way that, a, a mo- another movie about race like The Help or something like that where you're like oh this is really unfair the way these people are being treated, you actually feel. You still feel separated from it, whereas here by the end of the movie like, y- you you are you're closed in and and afraid of everything just as much as he is. Um, I would even say earlier than that that, that opening scene like you are uncomfortable and want him to not be in that neighborhood and want him to be somewhere where he's more comfortable. And that's yeah. such an effective thing that makes you think about not, you know, it's, it's not even about whether or not the character is safe. It's more about like, why doesn't he get to feel comfortable in that situation? Um And that to me is just really effective. Um, yeah. You know, their
3: problem though is with that first scene is that like, because of it later on, I'm like, I already know, okay, th- this family is abducting black people. Oh, yeah. Um, I just don't know why. Right. And that's why I just need the explanation. So a lot of the movie, I'm just sitting there going, like, just explain it already.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's my point is, like, once they get to the house, there isn't a lot of tension of, like, are they or aren't, right? It's not really Stepford Wivesy because you always know. Like, they're evil. It's just a question of, you know, trying to figure out why and, and, and getting those little clues along the way. Yeah.
3: And they try to, like, make his girlfriend seem like a surprise. But at the same time, too, I'm going, um, you know, there's no way that she is not in the know of what her family's yeah. up to. So she has to be on it. too. So when she makes her turn, yeah. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I, saw that that was. Coming. that
1: was one where I wasn't, I don't even know how I feel about that one. Because it's not, I don't know that I was surprised. Like, I would have loved I it think if I was she
3: more wasn't in on it. Like, she had to be... Like I, I think it would, for me it might have been more interesting for her to also realize that yeah. like, oh, I've been living with these people.
1: But here's and what's, not getting it. Here's yeah. the moment that to me is such a stroke of genius that is why it's great that she's in on it, because when he's on the street and he's he's trying to choke her to death, and you hear the sirens, the 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 like fear that runs through you of the cops are going to pull up and kill him. Yeah, like, like not, that moment. Style. Yes, like yeah. that. This that's what this is going to be about is so effective. That then, and it, I actually think the payoff of that is even better. Like yeah, the, it was actually the TSA <laughs> car is such a brilliant move. Which, to by, by the not way, is,
3: is it Mir, or do you think that yeah. if Key and Peele had actually been able to play those characters in the movie, like that would have been them? Yes. Yeah,
1: but it would also like, not Key have been is the as main good.
3: character in. And peel is, and Peele the, is the, the, the tsa guy.
1: It wouldn't have been anywhere near as good. I wouldn't have been able to right. buy them.
3: Well yeah, like, because you'd think it would just make it because just, they're known I, for comedy. I, yeah, I see their be, faces
1: and I think it's funny. Yeah. 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 I I can't help it. It just um, takes away from I'm the tension sure and everything. That, yeah. yeah. And the guy, the main guy, I think is is fantastic. Um like those moments moments where he's like paralyzed in the chair are really pretty um at least uncomfortable, you know. That like yeah. you believe that he is not okay with the fact that he can't move um oh, and katherine keener is awesome i just i love her in everything um but i i think she's really effective and cool here like that scene when she um when the woman spills water all over the ta- or tea all over the table yeah like just how how cold her reaction is is really fantastic um yeah man i don't know i yeah i, I actually really liked it and you and know the
3: part where um when his girlfriend's chasing him down with a shotgun, and then she's like, get him, grandma. Felt like, <laughs> I know that
1: line was a, oh, uh, get him, grandpa. Grandpa runs no, fast. Both. Well, she,
3: when they're driving away,
1: I think, I think she just said, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. But she says, she makes a comment about just like, I think she, I think she just says grandma because she thinks he's, he's, run, he's taking grandma. Away. Like she doesn't, he thinks he's, t- she's he's concerned for Georgina. grandma. Yeah. He thinks he's saving her. She is like, oh no, she he just took my grandmother, um, I don't think she's rooting for Grandma to stop him necessarily. I thought um, she was maybe. whatever maybe she yeah. was uh, the, both those lines are, if it, was, I thought are it was a little cheesy. awkward yeah. yeah it's the the delivery is tough, but it's also really important because I think that's that's like the last term where you are like, Because oh. I don't think I quite realize like it wasn't until you see the operation where I was like, oh, they're taking brains out." And like subduing the conscious so that they breathe in. If you're not
3: going to watch the movie and you've been trying to listen to <laughs> what we've been talking about, the actual thing is right. the family is part of like this cult of like they're auctioning yeah. off the people they kidnap so they can do a brain transplant. And Catherine Keener, she does hypnosis to like suppress their consciousness yes. to the back of their minds right. so that the new consciousness can take over. Right. And that's why all the people on the the estate all act funny is because they're actually completely different people. Yeah. Um,
1: so even like, uh, that's the thing that like, to me is kind of creepy. Cause then when you go back and look at Andre, who you think like, Oh, he's just being brainwashed to like be, <laughs> to be this woman's sex slave. Like, no, no, no. Her husband is in there. Like yeah. when he's, when he's normal, that's just her husband. Um, and then it makes you also wonder like, how, how old are these people? Like how many times have they done this? You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I actually really liked it. I, yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm still wondering like what I should have got out
3: of it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I think the experience is the, is sort of the point. Um, like that uncomfortable feeling is, is really the point of the film. Um, because yeah, I would, I would agree. Like the, the things it's saying about race to me are really obvious. Unfortunately, not everyone in the world necessarily understands or sees that. Um, so maybe there's also people out there who will see this and go like Oh i didn't yeah, I didn't see it that way. I fully acknowledge um, that
3: like there's a perspective that I will never have oh right, in order to enjoy- that maybe the director intended that I just can't yes have unfortunately, but I think there's a
1: couple right like there's yeah there's the there's the person who sees this movie and is black and has had some of this experience or or feels this way, and for them, maybe this movie is more of a of a horror film. Um, because that that those scenes make them even more uncomfortable than it does even me, uh and then I think there's also people who have never seen it this way or have never thought about this stuff and they see it, and they are a bit more blown away or uncomfortable with it for that reason, so I think I come to it and kind of go like oh, okay like i'm gonna forgive it the fact that it's talking about stuff that to me is very obvious because i mean unfortunately, the conversation still has to be had um so i'm I guess I'm measuring it more on how effective it is at making me uncomfortable and making me experience these things that I've never experienced. Um and so that part of it I think is 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 pretty good. So um yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I would definitely still recommend it. Um it's it's one of the better experiences I've had in the theater so far this year for sure. So Cool. Cool. Yeah. What do we see next? Oh, Logan.
3: Logan. Yeah. So next week we're going with Logan. We're going to have a review of 50 Shades Darker. We're going to have <laughs> <laughs> All these nerdy envelopes opened. Yeah, and resulted, and I will probably recap the exi- the actual Oscars. Yeah, it yeah, should be absolutely. over by now, right?
1: Uh yeah, we're getting close. We're getting really close here. So we could tell so. you who
3: won, but I'm <laughs> sure you could just use the internet in the next ten plus days. Yeah, because we're it's gonna be a late review next week.
1: Yeah, but yeah, you're going to Seattle. Yeah, what's going on in Seattle?
3: I'm going to Geek Bowl. Oh, cool. Um, hopefully co- you win. Compete. Hopefully.
1: Unlikely, but uh, hey, man.
3: maybe get 10000 come back,
2: Come
1: back a winner or don't come back at all. Split between six people,
3: yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to do some other stuff, too. Cool. Uh, I, I think Nintendo got a new building, so oh, I'm wow. going to check check out the new one. Hopefully, they still have another like Nintendo store inside. And the Switch will come out by then, Yeah. so we'll talk about that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to bring mine to Seattle, though. It just seems like one more thing I have to worry about getting lost. Yeah. I'm going to check out the Cinerama Dome. There's a Star Trek exhibit at the... Museum of Modern Pop Culture.
1: The Museum of Modern Pop Culture. Mopop. They changed huh. the
3: name re- since I was last there. It's something else now. But there's a Star Trek yeah. exhibit. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to find some like, cool comic book stores
1: and nerd yeah. stuff to do there. Very cool. Yeah. Sounds good.
3: And hopefully see Logan. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm ready to talk I'm about so it when, we, when I get back.
1: I'm so excited. I know. Cool. All right. Well, Brad, thanks for coming by yeah thanks for Pretty doing
3: sure. this again let's all hope Reggie pulls through yeah <laughs> See, I actually think that I have a <laughs> you're indifferent to it like
2: no
1: I mean if we're gonna have a real serious conversation about it like the poor guy's like diabetic and has terrible diseases and has been sick for a long time if he's gonna be in pain the rest of his life I'd rather he doesn't Oh, I know it's terrible I actually have a text on my phone right now that's telling me whether or not but we can save that for later oh way to leave leave a cliffhanger i just saw i have a text from laura on my phone so anyway hey thank you Bye. bye bye you said bye you tricked me
0: real nerds is a nebulous visions multimedia production we would also like to thank sparks mandrill for our music Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast.